Welcome to Reinventing Professionals, a podcast hosted by industry analyst Ari Kaplan, which shares ideas, guidance, and perspectives from market leaders shaping the next generation of legal and professional services. This is Ari Kaplan, and I'm speaking today with Mike Whalen, a lawyer and communication strategist who is the author of Lawyer Forward, Finding Your Place in the Future of Law. Hi, Mike. How are you? I'm good, buddy. Thank you for having me in these weird times. It's a privilege. So tell us about your background and the inspiration for Lawyer Forward. I went to law school when I was 30 with four kids in tow. I recommend that to no one. I was in logistics and supply chain, transportation stuff before I went to law school. And the book is sort of me taking that background and coming to terms with it, figuring out how to incorporate it into the legal industry. And I use this application and an analogy of the legal supply chain to argue for a new way to practice law. So it's sort of a journey of self-acceptance and also a big idea. You write about the changing nature of legal services and how services are delivered. How do you see the law firm business model changing? Well, I'll tell you how I hope it will change by telling a quick story. When I went to the University of Texas School of Law, I was in a children's rights clinic representing kids who were taken for neglect or abuse. And I remember going in one day and my advisor was crying. She pointed at the list of children clients we had gotten that day. And I said, okay, what's wrong? She said, I represented her mother when I was a student at Texas in law school. She pointed out to me that day the difference between systems level justice issues and transactional justice issues. What we do as lawyers a lot is really focused on that transaction, on reductivist analytical thinking. And what I've argued for is a bigger picture way to view law practice, to see people as complex beings in complex situations, and to be better advisors for that kind of context. What does that look like in terms of your vision for a modern law practice? I argued in the book for a model that I would refer to as connected nodes of expertise and to break down the nerdiness there. Basically, the way to think of it as we currently as law practitioners, and I give the background in the book as to why we practice the way we do, the history of that. We practice as sort of silos of one, these tiny bubbles. We're in the churn, I call it, the capital C churn. And we're just churning over our hours. We're as good as our next hour, our next case. And what I'm arguing for in the book is instead build these silos of experts, of nerds who get really deep into a problem. And then other people become the connectors, the people who connect those experts to consumers. And so the argument in the book is to sort of say, accept who you are, accept what it is that you like to do. If you want to be a super nerd, there's a place for that. If you want to be a super business builder and a solutions engine, there's a place for that. The idea is to pick that, do the method, and connect with each other in a way that serves clients. How does that look? practically for a law firm? It depends on the way that the law firm is structured. So in solo and small firms, which is my context, there's no way to do that without a way to network with other practitioners. And so some businesses are going to be audience-facing solutions engines, and their function is to design, right? They're doing design, source, build, and deliver are the four competencies here. And it's to figure out here's the consumer problem. I need to figure out how to connect with the right experts so that we can build products. And it's iterative and there's a lot of redesign. 
For larger firms, it's different. Once you start training these lawyers to think in systems this way and to see not their hour as the value, but their minds and their expertise and their contribution, you can start to build around these connected networks of expertise. Big firms sort of do this, but when they put people isolated in a room, not working in a collaborative way, when there's that culture of disconnection and of the individualism that we see in a lot of law firms, that's a hundred-year-old model. Most industries know that this doesn't work and law has just fallen behind in advancing to these collaborative models. You attended a great and forward-thinking law school. How should legal education adapt to the ideas that you are proposing? Yeah, I would argue when we decided to homeschool our kids, I read a book that said that you can't educate your children, you can only create atmospheres in which they're likely to learn. And that is how I would argue for law schools. This model that we have where you stand and you lecture, you can't teach consultative skills that way. You can't teach systems thinking and big picture thinking that way. So the law schools really need to incorporate some of these experiential, interdisciplinary environments where you can tackle the big ideas, not just the transaction. Law schools do a really great job at teaching what Tony Lupino calls solutions lawyers, but not so great at teaching these true counselors, these people who see the bigger picture. Those experiential courses will really help with that. What can law firms do to train and support their professionals for a dynamic future in light of how you're describing this shift in education. Similarly, you want to cultivate these atmospheres in which the outcome you want is more likely. I would refer any law firm leader to a study that came out of Florida State called What Makes Lawyers Happy. What's interesting about that study is the same things make us happy that make everybody else happy, right? It's the feeling of competence, it's connection, it's relationships, it's this empowerment and autonomy. What's different about lawyers is during law school, that data shows that we switch our priorities away from that and toward things like hours build and partnership status and what school you went to. Those things don't make us happy, but that's what we start to care about. If I'm a law firm leader, I would figure out how do I enculturate, how do I cultivate the atmosphere where those things, that competence, becoming true experts, connectedness, this connection that we're looking for in a legal supply chain context, how do I enculturate those things into my firm and empower people to carry that forward? How do you see technology supporting that effort? In a way, technology is a trap. When firms get really focused on efficiency as the primary good, as time management as the primary good, they get away from those other stocks, those limited stocks that matter, being emotional and cognitive capacity. If I were to design a technology and encourage technologists to adapt better to the legal context, I would say stop doing what your clients are asking you to do and start doing what your clients need. What they need are tools that encourage collaboration, encourage the development of real expertise, not simply moving faster. We don't need to do the wrong things faster. How should law students and lawyers reimagine their futures in the profession? 
In general, I would advise them to read about the Daubert case. Doctors used to be able to go in and testify if they were just called doctor, but that case created a new standard whereby if you want to call an expert, you have to prove the method that they used. They have to show their scientific method for getting there. In the same way, I would say to any lawyer listening to this, your credential, your being called doctor of law is not enough anymore. You have to know and show the method. So if you want to be a deep expert, read about how to do that. There are many books, and in my book, I point to other resources for this. Be the deep expert. Follow the method. Don't simply rely on your credential. In the same way, if you want to be someone who helps people, you're a solutions engine, you're an entrepreneur, there's a method for that. So whatever you decide to be, don't simply say, well, I've got the JD, I've got the credential, I'm good. Learn and live the method. Mike, tell us how people can learn more about where to get the book and how to get in touch with you. The easiest place is to go to lawyerforward.com. There's a link there to get to the book and also to the upcoming virtual event that we'll be doing for Lawyer Forward. And then I'm always available on Twitter at Mike Whalen Jr. I'm also on LinkedIn with the same handle. This is Ari Kaplan speaking with Mike Whalen, a lawyer and communication strategist who is the author of Lawyer Forward, Finding Your Place in the Future of Law. Mike, thanks so very much. Thank you, brother. Thank you for listening to the Reinventing Professionals podcast. Visit ReinventingProfessionals.com or AriKaplanAdvisors.com to learn more.